0: Anderson Afternoons, the podcast.
1: Hello there, and thank you for checking out the podcast. Coming up, a very funny Winnipeg comedian, Angie St. Mars. She has a show coming up at the Park Theater Wednesday night at 8. It's called Dad Jokes. She's going to tell us all about it. Dave Hinton, the weed man, will join us on the dandelion infestation everywhere, it seems. And Matt Hildebrand, he is a streets project engineer at the city of Winnipeg, and he will tell us about this big project on Furmore between Modier and Plessis that is going to slow things down for quite a while. Please rate the podcast, please subscribe to the podcast, and now the podcast. Angie St. Mars, Winnipeg comedian. Hi, Angie. Hey, thanks for having me. Nice to see you again. Uh, you were on. Um, what were we talking about with you? Uh, we were
2: talking about comedy last time, and uh, we talked women. about women. Yeah, we were women in comedy. Because
1: that's you know you're you're a woman in comedy, oh, so yeah, naturally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I remember at the time you were sort of frustrated that <laughs> you get people asking you about you're a woman in comedy, and people are always saying, "Oh, what's it like to be a woman in comedy?" and, yes. and that is sort of a. A like a trope
2: part- question that we get <laughs> yes. asked in every single interview, right? Yeah, right. L- like we know what it's like to be anything else in comedy, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> what I always like to say after that is like, my mom is so proud of me for coming on the radio and talking about being a woman in comedy, <laughs> and my dad is so proud of me for being on CJOB. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, your dad's going to be real proud today because uh, you are uh, doing for the second year now, Dad Jokes, and this is Wednesday night at eight o'clock at the Park Theater, you're the host and uh, the producer of yeah, this. Yeah,
2: absolutely. And
1: you've got some very funny Winnipeggers.
2: Oh, yeah. Like you probably, you know, Jared Story, the yes. producer and host of Winnipeg Comedy Showcase. You've yeah. got Ben Walker, regular mm-hmm. host at Rumors. We've got Ashley Burdett, Kate right. Schellenberg, uh, Daniel Kayahara, and headliner John Youngberg.
1: John Youngberg, yeah. who actually, when I did mornings here at CJOB uh, many years ago, well, not that many years ago, he <laughs> would fill in for me when I was away. So John Youngberg is... Very known, well known well to the known CJOB audience, yeah. and a very funny guy, and yeah. a dad,
2: and a special dad headliner, right? That's what we need.
1: So maybe I should have him on to talk about what it's like being a dad in comedy. There
2: you go. Huh? Yeah, turn it back on him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so do you have a favorite dad joke? I mean, you you you're not you don't really do like you know one-line, you don't do jokes. I mean, you're right. very observational, aren't right. you? Right. Yeah. I mean, I
2: have I have some one-liners, uh, I have some one-liners that I just love, but uh, oh boy, it takes a long time to fill 15 minutes with one-liners, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, so, right. I, yeah. so I got a lot of great stories. My dad's got a good sense of humor. Um, my whole family has a has a good sense of humor. Yeah. And so I, I have a lot of fun like recalling these funny stories that um, maybe everyone can relate to, or maybe everyone just finds... Yeah. Hilarious to kind of talk about. Can you,
1: I, I know you want to save it for the show, but yeah. can you tell us maybe one funny story about your dad or one dad story that you laugh at?
2: I would say it was always funny because um, we lived across the street from uh, someone I think you're very familiar with. Uh, he played in a, a band called The Guess Who. Yes. Um, he was uh, he was uh, the bass player in the Guess Who. Yeah. And um, and I actually played the bass guitar too when I was growing up. Oh, cool. um, for your listeners, Angie St. Mars of the Nordale School Recreational Jazz Ensemble. <laughs> Okay, just in case. Oh, we've all got our music your album. Fans, right? yes, Yeah, yeah. Right. Find me on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, my dad played in a band too, so he was just like obsessed with yeah. me and Jimmy forming yeah, like the all right. base Guess Who cover band that the city is <laughs> always demanding. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So I got some stories about that, and just basically spending time with my dad growing up. Uh, yeah. There's a wealth of material in there.
1: <laughs> but dads kind of just are funny, even oh, when they yeah. don't mean to be, right? Oh
2: yeah, 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 yeah. You gotta laugh, you know. They're um. They uh, they get angry about a lot of things that most of us can just like kind of roll off our backs, yeah. you know, and everyone kind of remembers. Uh, they tend to walk around in their underwear yes. <laughs> all the time. Yeah. You don't
1: have to be a dad to do that. No, but yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. You
2: know, they get hyped about things that most of us don't care, you know, barbecues, <laughs> lawn mowing, <Yeah. laughs> those kind of things. My
1: dad, I got to tell you a funny story about my dad. My dad was a funny guy, kind of the life of the party, right? Like, you know, he would tell stories and they'd laugh and he'd laugh and it was, you know, he was yeah, always yeah. a very popular guy like that and uh but my sister penny and myself we would hear the same stories again <laughs> and again and after you hear it 10 times, you're like, oh, here it comes again. But the crowd loved it, right? Yeah, so right. it didn't matter what the family thought. The crowd loved the story.
2: Oh, I can relate to that.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Yeah. 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 Do you like doing the producing part of the show and, and hosting? I mean, this yeah. gives you a chance to kind of carry things along and mm-hmm. tell some stories and jokes. And
2: It's fun to have the creative control to do a show about what you want to do mm. sort of thing. And to pick the lineup, that's probably one of my favorite parts. You know, yeah. all year I watch all the... The local comics to see okay who's got some great dad stuff or some great mom stuff too, right. um, and, and so that part's really fun. It's a it's a whole other layer of stress, right? Because you're like, all right, I built this thing. I hope it goes off yeah. perfectly or as right. well as possible. But um, we packed the place last year. You know, we've got about 100 pre-sold right now. Good I th- for you. Yeah, I think we'll have no trouble.
1: Winnipeg is a, as you know, Winnipeg is a walk-up town. Absolutely, So that's yeah. good that you're here saying Wednesday at 8 at the Park Theater.
2: Yes, yeah, and get your tickets in advance because mm-hmm. they're only 10 in advance and they're 15 at the door, so okay. you save a little money.
1: Yeah, how can people get tickets in advance?
2: You can get them at the Park Theater in person mm-hmm. or from the Park Theater website. Um, If you know any of the comedians on the show, buy them off them. They they have tickets, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, and I like how you and Jared do this, right? Because the comedians, when they sell tickets, I know when you were on Talking With Me that time, I said, hey, thanks for coming on. And you said, are you kidding? I just sold 10 tickets. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you were happy because you (laughs) made a few extra bucks, Yeah, yeah, that's
2: how the comedians make extra bucks. So um, definitely buy, if you know anyone on the show you know, get in touch with them, or you can find them on, like, you know, in the event on Facebook, if Mm -hmm. that works, too.
1: Yeah. Um, i got to ask you, Winnipeg, a lot of funny people here, it seems, Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, you're in the community, so you tell me.
2: Yeah, I think we have a great comedy scene here. Like, I'm really impressed with other comedians, and when comedians from out of town come here, a lot of the time they'll say, like, wow, I'm just amazed at the wealth of material that Winnipeg comedians have. You know, we don't just have our same five to seven that we do again and again and again. We have tons of material like yeah. many of us headline uh, I think it's partially due to the fact that we have great crowds even at open mics mm. people in Winnipeg love stuff to do open mics are always free so yeah. that that doesn't hurt yeah. right yeah. Um, and it's just a nice like pretty tight-knit community as well
1: yeah. yeah I know when Jarrett was in one time talking about the comedy showcase I would back in my rock radio days I hosted many many bar gigs we called them bar gigs right. And uh, I would get up and... No problem. Do five minutes, uh, yucking it up oh, and talk. Nice. Oh, absolutely. But but if somebody said go and prepare five minutes, uh, I would be mortified. I would never in a million years do that. And Jared goes, yeah, but you did it every night. And I said, yeah, but I didn't. Nobody told me I had to do five minutes of comedy. Right. It's easier when you got some guy in the crowd and you can work off him a little bit. And, yeah, you, know. you would
2: be like a crowd work comedian right. then, right? Yeah. Which tons of comedians do kind of make their living on. And, and if you're one or the other, like that can be terrifying to someone who has this right. written, rehearsed material. Yes. But, or a heckler.
1: How do you handle yes. heckler? Oh,
2: a heckler. Um, you know, if it's worth it and everyone else heard them, it's fun to respond. Like yeah. if you can have a quick, cra- quick uh, quip back. Yeah. And I do like doing that. Especially, I do enjoy. I used to do um, a show at the U of M on Mondays, and so sometimes you just get like drunk university boys, yes. you know, in there. Yeah. And it's boys. Yeah. I like the way I'm going to say, boys. yeah, boys there. Yeah. Definitely not men. Um. But, <laughs> And I love like them speaking out and you being able to just shut them down in front of all their friends and yes. all their friends are like, oh, right. you
1: know, because you've got a couple of good lines in your back pocket, right? Oh, yeah. Like you're ready.
2: And if you're on and in the moment too, yeah. like it's not too hard to come up with a. have always kind of liked doing that too. Like mm. coming up with a, when I grew up, it was the age of burning people. Right. right. So that kind of, I've got a lot of experience.
3: <laughs> burning people. <laughs> yeah.
2: Burning yeah. people. Yeah. yeah. Sure. I would
1: not want to take you on. That's for sure. Oh. Not not in that way. You're very, you're very sharp and very quick. <laughs> You have a real job, and then you do the comedy thing, and now you're producing and hosting this show. I mean, that's got to be a lot, eh?
2: It is a lot. And I, uh, you know, on one hand, I don't mind doing day job stuff because uh, it's kind of fun to just have new experiences, interact with regular people, you know, get up in the morning, still have stuff that you can relate to. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm still, I'm about three and a half years into this, so still coming up with material all the time. Uh, that way but you know yeah the dream would for sure to be just to do comedy yeah. all the time yeah
1: and how does it start does it start with something funny happens and you and you essentially tell that story is that kind of the way it works and maybe you tweak it a bit here and there and yeah
2: totally some things really happen like you know they fall into your lap you yeah. have something happen to you that is so funny and maybe as you get home and you're telling someone about it they're laughing so hard that you realize oh i could do this on stage yeah. you know it's funny
1: i got to do something with yeah, this. yeah yeah
2: and then usually with that you know you take some liberties because it's what makes people laugh a lot of the time is to say the unexpected. Mm-hmm. So if you're going down one trail and then you say something that's totally out of left field, yeah. that's where the joke comes from. So that's right. like the part you wrote.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're great, Angie. I like you a lot. Oh, thanks so much, Angie St. Mars, Winnipeg comedian. Her dad, uh, dad jokes show. Uh, is happening at the Park Theater Wednesday at eight. Give us the lineup again one more time, real quick.
2: We got Ben Walker, Jared Story, Kate Schellenberg, Danielle Kayahara, uh headliner John Youngberg, hosted by me. Oh, and Ashley Burdett.
1: There you go. <laughs> got to get the, uh, the. Is she the only other woman?
2: Uh, no, no. She's the. She is the resident mom on the show, though. Ah, yeah.
1: Okay, so you got a mom at the dad show. Yeah, I like that because oh, because uh, moms would have. Oh, lots they got of dad some stuff. great dad
2: stories. <laughs> yes. All
1: right. Tickets are ten dollars ahead of time, fifteen at the door. Park Theater. Going to the park theater website or go to the park theater to get your tickets dad jokes angie st mars with us here it's wednesday at eight at the park theater on one of the top stories at the website right now headline manitoba cosmetic pesticide ban leads to dandelion infestation wow there are a lot of dandelions out there and to join us to talk about it on the phone, the weed man, Dave Hinton. Dave, good afternoon. <laughs> Hi, Hal. How are you? Excellent. Thanks a lot for doing this. So uh, would you agree with that headline, that this cosmetic pesticide ban has led to a dandelion infestation?
3: Uh, we are certainly seeing a lot of weeds. that's for sure. Um, I think it's probably contributed to it, but really the... The weather from the last couple of years, last year was extremely hot and dry. Excellent for going to the beach, but not very good for the lawns. And uh, what happens when you get that prolonged period of hot, dry weather, the lawns really thin out, and that gives the weeds just a perfect opportunity to take hold. And that's what we're seeing this spring is all of those weeds that germinated last year are out in yellow flowers right now, and now seed heads, so really looking ugly.
1: How do you feel about this ban? I'm curious to know where you come down on this because, listen, uh, a lot of people, I hear people on both sides of this, right? Some people say, listen, you, it's a good thing. We need to be uh, nicer to, to our planet. And then there are people that say, get out the roundup. Where do you come down on this?
3: <laughs> yeah, well, please don't use any roundup on your lawn because it's uh, non-selective. It will kill everything. Right. So, uh, yeah, none of that stuff on your turf. Um you know, it. It has been controversial for sure, and uh, for a lawn care company, you know, we, we want to provide great results, and, and the new products can do that. The, the frustrating thing is with it is that it does cost more. It's about 10 times the cost of uh, treating with the old products, so that's where a lot of people get frustrated, I think, is that they uh, they kind of back off on their lawn care and don't do as much, and then the weeds really take over, and we hear that, you know, the, the new products don't work. Well, they, they do work, but you do have to uh, use them a little differently than... the old ones and you have to use them more often so you know we've got some more expense there um that does work the uh the restrictions you know we see a lot of people still applying the traditional products and that's what the the frustrating part is that uh you know they're still available at the big box stores and you can get them off the shelf you can use them in your garden and you can use them on the golf course but you know it's against a lot to put them on your lawn so the The rules are a little weird, I think
1: so. it is weird, eh that you know don't use this, but here's the product if you want it 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 does seem sort of it's it's an unusual ban
3: it yeah i I don't even call it a ban <laughs> it's, uh, you know just people are uh are you know playing by the rules if they want to, but a lot aren't so.
1: Well, so the dandy the dandelions, as you said, it costs more and you have to treat the lawn more. What other stuff are we dealing with out there uh, because of the weather? It was, as you said, very hot, very dry. It's been dry up until just the last few days. What else yeah. out there uh, are you dealing with, Weed Man?
3: So last summer we had uh, a fairly large chinch bug infestation too, and these are small little insects that uh, cause damage in the heat of the summer. The damage looks like drought stress, except when it rains and cools down, the lawn does not recover. So you have these big dead areas on your lawn, and we've seen a number of lawns this year that uh, are basically unrecoverable. You're basically back to reseeding or resodding the whole lawn, so you have a lawn again. And uh, that's that's been a big challenge for a lot of people um, between the drought and the chinch bugs last year, uh, many of the lawns we see across Winnipeg right now are in in deep trouble. So the weeds are just taking hold and and that just adds to the the weed pressure. And of course, the city does not have the budget for doing any weed control anymore because the products are so expensive. So all of our parks and boulevards are absolutely covered with dandelions and those seeds are blowing around and getting in your lawn and uh, making it even worse for everybody.
1: Actually, some of the worst lawns I've seen are lawns that belong to the city of Winnipeg that they should be dealing with. And I guess that is the end that that's what's going on right they don't have the budget and so they they just go to heck
3: yeah they don't have the budget to use the new products and um you know before in years gone past they used to treat the weeds once every four years or based on complaints i think but now they don't do any weed control they're just down to mowing them so uh yeah some of the city parks are just absolute covered with seed heads right now. And those millions and millions of weed seeds are blowing around everywhere. So yeah, not too much fun for people. That's for sure.
1: You know, uh, I'll tell you what, I I don't like the looks of the dandelions. I was just up at the lake on the weekend. They're everywhere and uh, yeah. they're unsightly. I don't like them, but I'm a big bee guy. I, I don't see butterflies like I used to when I was a kid and I'm a big bee guy. And so I won't uh, get rid of those. I'll deal with them, live with them and i think a lot of people feel the same way because those dandelions are are sort of a an important part of that bee uh life isn't it
3: um i am not sure that the products really hurt them too much um you know especially the new the new organic products that we're using i don't think no but i mean it kills the
1: it kills the dandelions and and the bees use the dandelions right
3: I, yeah, I'm not sure. I've never really seen any bees on dandelions. Hmm. Maybe that is true, but I, I just never see any any bees on the dandelions. So yeah. uh, they're usually going after different flowers. Um, there's lots of bees around, that's for sure.
1: Yeah. Hey, uh, Dave, before I let you go, anything else, or do we cover it all?
3: I think we got it. Yeah, Good. the most important thing with... Uh, with your weeds is to keep the lawn thick and healthy so uh that extra maintenance and we've always preached this for 35 years uh mow that lawn high two and a half to three inches and give it a drink when it's thirsty and make sure you're fertilizing on a regular basis so if we keep the lawn thick and healthy then those weeds don't have any chance to germinate and that's the, the number one thing we've always said that you know, even before these uh you know the so-called band so came into effect it, it's been so important to keep a good thick healthy lawn and you know you can have the odd couple of weeds in your lawn and, and it can still be healthy but if you want to keep it you know looking great all those things like proper mowing proper watering cutting it high is so important to uh to keeping the lawn thick and green and that's the best weed control anyway if you uh do all of those right things you shouldn't have to apply any weed control should be and healthy, and the weeds don't stand a chance.
1: Hey, Dave, I'm going to ask you one more thing before I let you go. That that is a great tip, and most people mow that lawn way too low, right? Like mow it oh, high, yeah. as as you say. That's a key.
3: If I had a dollar for every time I said raise your mower, <laughs> I could have retired twenty years ago. So, yeah. yeah,
1: and and the other thing you said that that gave me an idea. When I was a kid, my dad would water the lawn all summer long, nonstop, night and day, and it doesn't seem like people water the lawn as much anymore. Am I right about that or not?
3: Yeah, no, we, we hardly see people putting a sprinkler out there anymore. And uh, certainly what falls from the sky is, is usually not sufficient. So I don't water mine very often, but I do water it when it gets thirsty. And you can tell when it starts to get thirsty, starts to get that uh, dark blue silvery look to it. Your footprints don't um, you know spring back right away. They kind of look silvery. If you can get the hose on it just for a short period of time right then, it greens it up very quickly but if you let it get dormant so it goes brown then it takes a lot of water to kind of get it green again
1: hey dave great stuff thanks for doing this i appreciate it
3: hey no problem great talking to you hal thanks all
1: right matt hildebrand joins us on the phone city of winnipeg streets project engineer matt good afternoon good afternoon thank you for doing this so the big project on firmore is underway between lage and plessies tell us about
0: it yeah, well, first, thank you for the opportunity to share about this much-needed project sure. and to relay some some of the project information. So as you've uh, made note, we've started as of today. So uh, approximately a month ago, there would have been a news release that went out, and this was in mid-May, to notify the public of the upcoming project. And then I guess over the course of the past two weeks, we've been using social media, so Twitter, facebook to notify that the project is scheduled to commence on june 10th so it's today and so there's there's quite a bit of information but essentially one of the one of the main reasons why we put out this information is because we want motorists to know that they should expect significant delays and to allow additional travel time and to use alternate routes as required to get to their destination wherever that may be
1: yeah because furthermore, essentially that's the trans
0: canada highway right that's right so this is a major route uh essentially firmer and lash sees around seventy thousand vehicles a day and so we know that uh during construction there's congestion and there's uh this will cause some inconvenience and disruption and we definitely appreciate motorist patience during traffic delays it's a short-term pain for a long-term gain as we like to say. And so really, when we're looking at a, as a, at a project like this, the firmer avenue was in poor condition and required reconstruction. And so that's the reason why we're addressing it now. It's a two-year project, so it's scheduled to commence, as I said, today. And it goes from this full construction season to next year as well in 2020. So at a high level, we're doing the eastbound lanes, in 2019, that'll be a brand-new alignment, and then the westbound lanes in 2020.
1: And my understanding, it's going to be down to one lane in each direction. This is for more between Lage and Plessis until November, correct?
0: That's correct. So we really only have so much room to work with uh, to reconstruct the new lanes. So the eastbound lanes, as you're heading out of the city, they'll be aligned approximately 10 metres to the south of their existing location. And really that's done to improve safety. As you've mentioned, this is the Trans-Canada Highway. It's a high-speed, high-volume route, and so really we want separation between the lanes and so there'll be a median that's incorporated in the center. Uh, In addition to providing safer driving conditions and the new alignment, this is going to improve things like uh, sight lines. Uh, So we'll have a four-lane divided roadway with a 10-metre divided median. We'll have the installation of land drainage systems, culverts, will be a new multi-use pathway, uh, eastbound and westbound activity lanes, And as well, Loyalman Drive extension is going to connect to Firmer Avenue. There'll be a new signalized intersection at the most easterly Niaqua Road intersection that's east of Lajemodier. There's going to be upgraded guide signage along Firmer Avenue and adjustment of the existing Lajemodier Boulevard intersection to accommodate two left-turn storage lanes for both eastbound and westbound Firmer Avenue onto Lajemodier Boulevard.
1: Wow, so you're not just laying down some blacktop. I mean, you guys are doing a lot there.
0: That's right. So the total cost of the project is approximately $18.5 million. It's part of the Accelerated Regional Street Renewal Program and the New Building Canada Fund. It's a, it's a large project, uh, and that's one of the reasons why we've had to stage it over the course of two years to complete it in a successful manner.
1: Well, good luck with it, Matt. Thanks for telling us about it. I appreciate it. Oh, well, thanks for your time.